It is a big, big week here in the life of collar and elbow wrestling because we are doing probably our favorite, or at least my favorite segment. And if it's my favorite, that means it's our favorite. And that is the paper review. This is this is the, this is the show that got us started. Okay, and what what a way to what a way to get into it. I let you pick. And of course, you went with one of the worst eras in pay-per-view <laughs> history, which it's is the two thousands. God, the year two thousand was so bad in terms of pay-per-views. There's great wrestling to be had, and better but, TV. But first, much better off, TV. Well, just because you're you're welcome that I picked this first off, and um, I don't think your opinion is the only one that matters. So maybe it is my favorite segment too, though. But not because, because it's, it's a good one. Yeah, I get that. But so, you idiot. But we are going back to the year two thousand, talking about a show that we've we've talked about before briefly when we were going through all the WrestleManias, and that is WrestleMania sixteen. Who calls it that? Nobody. Don't do that it, again. It's what it should be called. Should it? It's the one different one. Let it be different because of its No, because then we have X7 next year. Uh, we still called it 17. Yeah, it, the purists call it X7. Uh, and they're retarded. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to do WrestleMania 2000, bubs. How about that, though? Yes. Okay. That's not a bad idea. In fact, I'm the one that kind of pushed for it because your first, uh, your first pick was WrestleMania 31. It was. I thought maybe we should kind of dig a little deeper. And I f- you know, we're going to get to WrestleMania 31 because it has the best ending of any WrestleMania still. Okay. In my opinion, which is a great reason why we should have talked about it as is the majority of the card is very good. So, I guess it I just wasn't far be, enough in history for you. It wasn't, but I think it'll be better to look into that after this year's WrestleMania depending on what happens. In the main event. What if Brock retains? Oh, God. Don't say that. Okay. But I feel that it might happen so they can get Bobby Lashley. Right. That's no, it makes sense, though. It makes sense, and I hate that it makes sense. Yes, you look good, Bubs. You don't have to show off to me. Okay, I'm sorry, but that's you what Bobby already does. know how he I has a great He does. <laughs> Better than me and my... My Vader dad bod. Vader, circa 94, losing to Ron Simmons bod. That one. The the fast kick out, too. I always hated that. That's how Hogan kicked, too. Like, in a way to protect yourself after the three. Like, get out of here. Bobs, I just watched Hogan versus the Great Muda in Japan. Okay. And Hogan could put some transitions together. He could. His style was much more free. In Japan, you said? Right? Yeah, in Japan. That's good stuff in the early 90s. Yes. Yep. This is what we do. We like to we like to get off topic. Yeah, we are straight. <laughs> I know. Um, I've been out of town this week. I did not get to put in as much time as we were planning on. Right. Because I was out of town. Now you're out of town for the weekend. Yeah, but what? Hey, which we're doing always it. seems. I know, but this always seems to be our, our Achilles heel. Right. Is that life happens and we have a life. 
I just, yeah. as long as we remain consistent like we're doing, we're putting out some products still, we're suffering on the on the visual end, the YouTube will kick back up. We're going to get on different podcasts, host sites as well. I will I will say this. If, if people listening now, if you go and stream this on YouTube and we get enough views on YouTube. Enough. We will, yeah. Subjective. In quotes. I don't want to throw out a number <laughs> that we, we won't reach. And, but if we get enough, then we'll put our beautiful smiling faces back on YouTube. But until then, gorgeous. you're just going to have to listen to our sultry voices. I will post pictures of Ken and myself on our on our Twitter um, when, I, <laughs> when I tweet and send the, the links out and things like that. I'll also attach some pictures so that you guys I'll take can get selfies your... of yeah, me and send them to you. We could just do that, bubs. But uh, we're growing nonetheless. We, we have done a lot over the last couple months. Media so I'm hub. proud of what we're doing. Media Hub... And yes. hashtag insert go. Hashtag where are where'd you go, baboon? Yeah, we we'll get you back soon. <laughs> anyway, we are talking about WrestleMania 2000 uh, this week, with and a it was though with then with a little do. twist. Yes, we're going to dig a little deeper than we have before. She said that. That's a weird thing for her to say. Yep. Is she a doctor? I told her to get out. It's not here. It's inappropriate. That is. This is a working environment. We yep. have to be professional. Right. There's insurance claims. So there is, and there's corporate and their standards. Right. And we must uphold those. And we have our own corporate standards here at Collar and Elbow Wrestling. We do. That you and I break. Daily. We don't uphold at all. Oh, bad uh, CEO. We sexually harass each other yep. way too much. And assault. It's a lot of the verbal, but every now and then it is the the physical. You know, I, I accidentally brushed by you while walking behind. Well, no, you didn't. You did it no, on purpose. You, and you grabbed. Right. You at didn't me. just. Your hand just didn't graze by it. There was a squeeze. I felt the yeah. squeeze. Inner, upper thigh, bubs. That's where I go. So weakness and, points. I and, find them. And the sad part is, I kind of move in that direction, so that way, I, I try to get you to grab a little. <laughs> Bob's early two thousand wrestling <laughs> WWF. We are talking. We this you, is pretty much what we're <laughs> we're living. We're, we're living the early aughts. We've WWE right now. We've talked a little bit about ninety nine before yes. late ninety nine. Only for the fact that that's when Austin gets hurt. The Survivor Series change happens. We then start to roll into the Rumble. The Rumble always sets up Mania, and that's kind of the angle that we we went with today. When regards to the research, at least right was about yes. that Rumble time frame. Yes, and Royal Rumble 2000, the pay-per-view itself, and we talked about this earlier, uh, the pay-per-view itself was was fun. Uh, The actual Rumble match, not so much. And I say that, no, don't shake your head. I say that because we know going in who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Do we? Yes. Do we any year? Did we guarantee it this year that it was Rollins? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> we did. We we've said Rollins. We gave a hard Rollins and a hard Becky Lynch, and it yeah. happened. But yeah. just because it's predictable doesn't make it bad. What makes this Royal Rumble bad, in my opinion, is that at least with this year's Royal Rumble, the way WWE kind of pro- makes its product is you don't know 
who's going to win these kind of matches. Okay. Royal Rumble 2000, you know who's going to win. But was I mean, there is no other option, though, in that case. When they were kind of limited on upper-tier stars at the right. time, because you have no Undertaker, you have no Austin at this time, and you're now grooming the big show to, to step into that. Yeah, and, and the big fold. show really was the only other kind of option here sure. to win. Because, I mean, you had your big stars. So Triple H, he's the champ. All right. Mick Foley, he's wrestling for the title. Right. And that was a really brutal match. So Mick Foley's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And he's your other kind of dark horse to win in that situation. There's no Undertaker. There's no Austin. Right. Um, Rikishi's not going to win. No. Chris Jericho at this time is not going to win. 2001, maybe. You could believe Chris Jericho or 2002, but... In yeah. 2000, no, not Chris Jericho. There, there were no even real dark horses. You can't even... No. Big Show would have been the only stretch of a dark horse because he's not in the, the the top tier. It's really Rock by himself in this case because even when it comes to the end, we see DX, we see X-Pac at the end, and, and that's really it, right? So like right. I said, Rik- Rikishi had been dominating a lot. He'd been slowly being groomed for upper-tier stuff, which he gets into in 2000 and 2001. But he's not a Royal Rumble main event guy. So, right. yeah, it is The Rock, but whatever. I liked it. All right, so kind of the, the build to the Royal Rumble. So you had Triple H and Stephanie McMahon kind of make their their marriage public, and they create the McMahon-Helmsley faction. Right. Like, they're, they're creating this new era of wrestling. But McFoley is like, no, I'm not going to stand behind this. And then, you know, gets beat up for his mm. efforts. And then that's kind of how he went from Mankind to Cactus Jack. Love it. And Cactus Jack fit perfectly. Like, that was one of the best episodes of SmackDown, really. Uh, when he revealed, when he took off the Mankind, he ripped the Mankind shirt off, took the mask off, took the tie, and he became Cactus Jack again. And it fit perfectly for what they needed, which was to, you know, Triple H really needed to become more established and to become more legitimate mm-hmm. around this time. So they used the the hardcore nature and the toughness of Mick Foley to kind of get into that. Yeah. Also, right before the uh, Royal Rumble, on the January 10th episode of Raw is when The Rock made his intentions known that he was going to go into a Royal Rumble. Big Show also said he was going into a Royal Rumble, so they had a tag team match. Of sure. course. Why not? It's the New Age Outlaws, and which Big Show attacked The Rock. And this is, you know, classic, you know, Attitude Era yeah. booking, where they just threw teams together all the time. And that was just, that's how they built feuds. That's how they started feuds. It's like, okay, Rock and Big Show, you're going to wrestle the New Age Outlaws, uh, but The Rock's going to, I mean, the Big Show is going to attack The Rock. Yeah. And so, boom, instant feud right there. <clears throat> so they kind of, and that was kind of, the Royal Rumble was all the Rock Big Show. They were the final two, and, well, we know what happened uh, at the end of that match, Rocky, Bob. Rocky, yes. Rocky. And there's no way that WWE is not going to go with the Rock. No. Even though there's this, any other time in WWE history, they would... 
they would realize the mistake and just run with it. No, this they were like, no, nah, the the rocks guy, <laughs> the rocks going to win. We have to give it to him. Right. He. They, it's hard to say that he, there was a hotter time for him at this period. Like he was right. one of the biggest stars in all of wrestling. Obviously, the biggest face at least. And with no Steve Austin, with no. You know, no ministry undertaker to counter that or anything like that anymore because we're out of 99 now. It's really all the rock, and you ha- it does have to lead to a road between <coughs> rock against Triple H, rock against the McMahon Helmsley, rock against the corporation, whatever is left of it. And that's really the build that happened. We didn't get it at WrestleMania, of course, the, the right ending, but we eventually do. And this was really just the start of all of that as they started to pave a very slow story for the rock over the next about four or five months. Right. Uh, some of the other feuds going on at the time, you had the Hardys and the Dudleys Love it. feuding. Um, at the Royal Rumble, they had a tag team tables match, which the Hardys won. Um, afterwards, you know, on the uh, the Raw, the Monday right after, the Dudleys, you know, showed respect, said, "Hey, you know, good job on the win, and we're going to help you win the tag team titles oh, against yeah. the New Age Outlaws if you give us the first shot at the title." And so what happens is the Dudleys screw the Hardys, and they don't win the titles. <laughs> uh, which, of course, leads to a series of singles matches between <laughs> the two teams. Um, but the Dudleys do end up going on and winning the tag team titles off of the New Age Outlaws. Bob's well, hot uh, stuff in the tag division. Yes, this was a, the best time for tag team the, wrestling. The ending, really, of the Outlaws, of their real dominant reign throughout the Attitude Era. Right. But the Dudleys getting their push that draws over from EC, um, ECW. You yes. get the Hardys, who have been up and coming, along with the Edge and Christian. They, they run similar paths with each other. And then you have the Acolytes. And you got the Acolytes doing kind of their piece as well, and then other random teams thrown together, like Cheesehead. Yep. Cheesehead. Uh, you've got Ty and Ty. Yeah, you Oh, the Thrasher and Mosh the are still hanging out. Ah, oh, yes, the headbangers, bubs. They're still doing who, stuff, who, so. Mosh, and, Mosh was one of the people The Rock, you know, lost some sleep over. <laughs> he was worried about him. Was it Mosh yes. or Thrasher? I don't think it mattered. It was but, Mosh. Okay. It was Mosh and Mosh. Crash Holly. Uh, the two people he was worried about. And that, that shows a lot about the talent that was in that Royal Rumble. Which is why The Rock really did wreck shop. I mean, he did. once he got in there later in the, in the Rumble, it was... It, People got eliminated quickly. It came down to the final four, and we're out the door. Yeah, well, part of the final three was Xbox. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho and China were co-intercontinental champions at this time. Got to figure out who the real one is, though. Yes. Uh, Jericho did win the undisputed WWF Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. on the Rumble. Uh Really, that's it for a Taz beat Kurt Angle at the Rumble. Yeah, so that was really the the Royal Rumble card itself, which, yeah. in my opinion, was just not a great card. I mean, you did have Triple H versus Cactus Jack in a street fight, that which always was goes the over. match. Of, it shouldn't though, because but, it was. But it does. It was the match of the night. It was a fantastic, very brutal match. Oh, so brutal! But it led to no way out. Mm-hmm. Just a where few we weeks the later, we get the Hell in a Cell match, match, but it's in a Hell in a Cell. Exactly, and it's for Mick Foley's career. Mick takes that ridiculous Triple bump through the cage, yes. Bubs, and the mat, and it's hard Triple to watch. Put them out of his misery. Yes, or so we thought. Luckily, we have Linda McMahon to save things like that. But yes, and and Linda good. McMahon, you know, said things like, 
it's going to get taken care of the McMahon way before the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. when talking about Triple H and yeah. the title, and which plants the seed for you know a McMahon in every corner. Which thankfully we we got. Oh man, it. storytelling at its finest, bubs. If you want McMahon, <laughs> we're gonna give you all of the McMahon, not just yes. one, not just two. Because the year prior, it was just it was just Vince. Yeah, right. He's in he was in Rocky's corner because Rock was corporate champion at the time. So now we're gonna give you all four because Stephanie's now an established role. Linda gets more TV time. Shane is now becoming a very significant on role or on TV character. And aligning with the show as we get towards WrestleMania, so it all builds really nicely. I hate the, as everyone else does, the overexposure of the McMahon because it's it's just trash. Yeah, but but it works so, so well. It. Yeah, it, it is. worked perfectly. Hmm. Now 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 going into the next pay per view before Royal Rumble was, I mean before <laughs> WrestleMania 2000. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to keep going back. Armageddon 1999, Bob. So, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, no way out. No way out. 2000. And a lot of it, it, we see this all the time with pay-per-views like Fastlane coming up. Yeah. All it is is continuations of stories to get to WrestleMania. Uh, you had Kurt Angle winning the Intercontinental Championship to become a double champ, the champ champ, the Eurocontinental champion. First and only. Yeah, and if you don't know what that means, Euro stands for the European Championship. Okay. And Continental means Intercontinental Champion, so... He's the Eurocontinental champion, Bubs. Is that how it was explained by him? It was exactly how it was explained by him to a security guard asking for extra security once he retained at WrestleMania. I love this version of Kurt Angle where he's he's, oblivious and so oblivious. He's such he's just out there doing such his a thing. Goof. He it's doesn't know anything. Bit. He has this layer of funniness which became hard for people to boo him, right? He starts gets right. all these random face pops even during this time, especially in Pennsylvania. So, loved it. Loved it. Uh the Dudley Boys uh took the titles off the New Age Outlaws and no way out. Mm-hmm. Very short match. It was only like maybe 5 minutes. Yeah. Uh let's see some of the other now, Ed, this is when Edge and Christian Edge and Christian, started to yeah. feud. Um, Edge and Christian became the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Right. Uh, Taz gets his second straight pay per view win. This time against the big, big boss beat, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was it by disqualification though. Okay. Yeah. I remember if I'm remembering it right, it was like a minute long and nothing happened. Prince Albert was yes. there. Uh, big Show beat The Rock to take away his. Yeah. His Royal Rumble win. So now Big Big Show's the number one contender for the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 2000. And then Triple H puts down Cactus Jack and Mick Foley is forced to retire. Love it. But that's not how things ended up. So The Rock's not going to be at WrestleMania. He's not not going to be. Not not. He'll be there. going to be in the main event. I've booked him. So, Vince McMahon comes back. He makes his return after being off TV for a while. And he makes his return as a babyface. Mm. Taking the side of The Rock and putting him back in the main event at WrestleMania. I believe in he beat the Big Show. You know, they had another match because you can't just, you know, throw someone into a match. Who does that? Linda McMahon. Oh, I'm glad I brought that up. Because it was the Linda right McMahon, decision. Was it, though? I don't know. It was a crowd 
decision is really what it was. I think if you leave out Big Show and you have The Rock, Triple H, and and Mick Foley, that is an infinitely better sounding main event to me. And I, I think that may have been actually considered, but I think the idea of the McMahon in every corner – Meaning was too strong. Was, was too strong, Bubs. And honestly, the push for show had been there. He'd been used on TV a lot for about four or five months now. Yeah. And, and he was a former champion. You did, exactly. He was he, a WWF he, champion. He won the title before. So Triple H you, took the title off of him. So you have that built-in kind of... It's Yep, it's in there too. He wants right the title. He's now motivated by Shane McMahon. So there's too many things working in that favor versus a triple threat match, which could have been one of those more legendary type situations because show wasn't on the legendary level at all this level no. at this time. Triple H was working there. Rock was working there. Mick was already there. So this was, it could have been one of those situations where we were, we remember the main event a lot better because of the dynamics of which it was set up. Right. Uh, like I said, the rock lost against big show, but they kept feuding throughout the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was March 13th. It was where if the rock lost, he's, he must leave the company. Uh, he he was going to get his pink slip. Do you oh, remember wow. the the Rock and men and Mick Foley having a pink slip on a pole match? Do you remember no. that, Bubs? No. Yes, I, that was a thing. And this this is in post, March. This is been... not in March. I'm talking. This was before the Rumble. Okay, that sounds awful. Like, yeah, it was a. And I'm talking post Vince Russo. Okay, we're having a something on a pole match. Should have taken the idea with him. <laughs> yes. But Shane was the was the special guest referee for the Rock versus Big Show. Then mm. uh, and that's when Vince McMahon made his return to help the Rock win and okay. get into the main event. But this all leads us to what is known as WrestleMania 2000, aka probably the best wrestling game on the Nintendo Ooh, 64. on the N64. Now we're talking about some stuff, Bubs. Yes. Um, what a what a horrible concept. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the poster right now. Yeah. With a McMahon in every corner. Okay. You've got Mick Foley with Linda McMahon. You've got The Rock with Vince. Triple H with Stephanie. And Big Show with Shane. Mm-hmm. And this is just nepotism at its... At its finest, Bubs. glorified. Love it. If 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 you ever want to know what the definition of that word is, just look at this poster for WrestleMania 2000. Let's let's pull it apart real quick, Bubs. Would uh, in any situation would Stephanie had not been at Triple H's side? No, of course not. She was going to be there. Yeah, right. She she had been there. Okay. For every other match. And. But she's the only one that makes sense. She's the only one that's forced in there for sure that's a guarantee because she plays the valet wife role to everything that he's doing at this time. The Vince and Rock one has storyline built in because of what they had been doing in the corporation, how Vince had recently helped The Rock and, and this and that and the other. The Shane one is not. It's forced. The Mick versus Linda one, there's no there's a sentimental attachment there, but there's no backstory to that whatsoever. Makes no sense for Linda to be out there. Doesn't at all. She doesn't. She's rarely at the sides unless the sides of matches unless she's sedated. Yeah, we've discussed that. <laughs> she's in a chair, yeah. being forced to watch her husband make love to a younger, more beautiful woman. Okay, so and beat up her son. Ugh. Good stuff there, but I. I'm just more on board with the idea, the overuse of the McMahon than than most people are because the nepotism thing 
it makes this card even worthy to remember. We were remembering it for almost a negative reason, of course, but this was like a 40-minute match, the main event was. Yes, but the thing, and here's the thing about WrestleMania 2000 is when, if you were to ask me at any other moment in time, not when I'm preparing for the show to talk mm-hmm. about it, but any other moment in time and you go, what do you remember most of, or when you hear WrestleMania 2000, what do you think of? I think of triangle ladder match. Okay. Triangle tag team ladder match. Secondary would be McMahon in every corner. I don't even think about the actual match itself. I don't think about the participants Mm -hmm. because, honestly, the participants are second, you know, fiddle to a McMahon in every corner. Okay. But But what you're doing is you're building the brand around non non workers like you're building a wrestling company and you're you're telling that you're telling all of us watching hey the people not in the ring are more important or on the same level as the people that are risking their lives in the ring mm. And I don't think that's a good look. Disagree there, Bubs. This was a believable <coughs> story at this time that no. The Rock would leave WrestleMania winning the championship because he had dropped it a year prior and lost. So it was believable that The Rock would walk out as champion because of the story that they had built and given him the Rumble. Okay. Because everything had been stacked against him for the most part outside Vince. Vince hadn't turned on him yet, obviously. Right. But it was a believable point that Triple H would lose as the uber heel that he was. He would leave yes. not holding his title. Heels don't win at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But I have a very good question that uh, it, it popped up in my head today, and I was just like, I have, I didn't, I didn't even want to bring it up to you because I didn't want to give you any time to think about it. Oh God! Has The Rock ever left WrestleMania with the title in hand? No. No. Right, this would have been his Why? opportunity. Why not? So. Like this to me, it should have been this. It it should have been, hell, it should have been fifteen. As a heel. Yeah. Okay. But one hundred percent, this, this should have this should have been it because, I mean, he wins the title a month later anyway. Month later. Why, why not pull the trigger at WrestleMania? For the storyline's sake of turning Vince McMahon heel again. Which is just... Which can come at any time. Which isn't needed here. Which is not shouldn't be saved for the biggest moment of the year. I have a lot of God damn it, Bruce Pritchard. For this, so... It, <laughs> Bruce! Is this you, what you're going to be bringing back to the is, table? If this is what he's bringing back, Bubs, we need to re- rethink our, our likeness of that. But this was the moment because I love love Rock losing at 15. I love how that goes down as he's heel and then he turns from – he gets out of the corporate life. He does his face turn and we get this and this. Gets out of the corporate life like he takes his tie off and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to be an entrepreneur now. No longer a yes man. I'm starting my own business. Yeah. This was the moment here because 17 is perfect. I wouldn't change a thing Mm. about 17. But once again, it's another turn by Vince McMahon in a way because he draws Austin with him. So Vince was already heelish, of course. Now he always is. 
but he yeah. takes Austin with him. So this was the moment here where had Rock won, Bubs. Regard, let's say McMahon in every corner stands, and okay. Rock wins though, and he wins clean, and there is no Vince McMahon nonsense that occurs. It's all just heels versus face, and it goes down as planned like that. Rock walks out beating Triple H and leaves WrestleMania 16 as the champion. What do you think of the main event then? I think that the main event, at least, li- I don't. I already am not a huge fan of the match, but I do think that you leave WrestleMania with a crowd pop. Okay. The crowd will. The crowd was wanting to just shower praise yeah. on the Rock. And they didn't get that, so the crowd leaves a little upset. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the best lasting image you want at the end of your biggest show of the year. Mm-hmm. Because you, you want people to tune in the next day, the next day on Monday Night Raw. If you have someone like Triple H, and this is not the last time this happens where you have an uber heel in triple h as champion leaving wrestlemania or a big pay-per-view as champion when you want him to lose so why do you want to kind of have that lasting impression on fan like if there's a casual fan you know wouldn't you want them to get excited for you know they see the fans get excited for the rock winning mm-hmm. wouldn't you want them to then get excited and like, no, I want to watch and see what happens on on Monday. I want to hear from him. I want to hear more of this guy. When we think about it from a story perspective, that with Rock walking out as your champion, he's now the top guy, big pop at the end of WrestleMania 2000. That is, that's, that's the top level, right? That's the one, one, one to 10. That's the 10. But when they do something like this with a storyline that involves a very significant change from Vin this is Vince Vince's first big heel change. But he, but it hasn't it didn't happen at WrestleMania though. What didn't? Vince McMahon. What? Wait. I don't what understand. are we talking about? We're yeah, talking I'm... about we're talking about the ending of the match. Okay. When we talk about Alright. Now if Rock had if Rock had walked out winning versus I'm still behind. He had the storyline that did play out was that mm-hmm. he gets hit with chairs, he loses the match. Yes. He's now even more buried down and has to fight his way up as he gets towards backlash. That storyline is almost just as compelling, and the boo-worthiness that fans want to throw at Vince and Triple H is almost just as strong as how they want to go to Monday Night Raw the next night and cheer The Rock. It's just but, as big, but I think. Why not, why not have that heel turn happen on Monday night? So you have the big euphoric, you know, ending to WrestleMania with The Rock winning the championship mm-hmm. and then they're celebrating on Monday. You know, he he's like, "You know what, Vince, you know, I want to thank you. You know, I didn't think you had it in you, but you know, you really helped me out." And then Vince decks him with a chair on Monday Night Raw instead of doing it in the main event that at does, WrestleMania. That does nothing for a story. Because you know. it it, it does the exact same thing. It turns him heel. And you've got all the casual fans that were excited for The Rock winning. They're now watching on Monday, and Vince turns his back on them. And so now they're going to boo Vince. 
The idea that Vince turns heel, though, is to continue to keep The Rock down. The Rock's already up at the top. He can't keep him really down anymore. He'd have to lose his title, then go and try to chase it and regain it again. The turn has much less significance at that but point. But I, I think it has much less significance because the change happens a month later instead of, you know, wait, why not wait till SummerSlam then if that's the case? Mm-hmm. Why are oh, we doing it so fast? It in the backlash, right. Exactly. Timing is definitely, in, something was incorrectly done here as far as timing. Now, the, the ending of backlash that we get a month later is perfection, but... The timing could have been done so much better at WrestleMania, or of course you continue the build. Because when I talk about the build after we go through the card, right. it's done very well. Could have been done better when we talk about the construction of the card. But if you can keep that going up and towards the next major event, which is July or August for the SummerSlam, that's just as big as of WrestleMania. If you can build the storyline to that, right? Wouldn't it be? Right. So, I don't know, Bubs. Top of the card, the Big Boss Man. Yeah, Will be Cannon. And we've talked about this this match before. Um, Actually, my top of the card is Ice T. Sorry, that's true. Ice T does aggression album. Bubs, did you have it? No, I, I did not. I owned it. Big fan. I owned it. Because you have to remember, I'm not watching WWF at this time. Oh man, I'm watching WCW. I... I'm watching David Arquette become the WCW yeah, yeah, you were. World Heavyweight Champion. You were watching that shit. You were watching Jeff Jarrett in main events at this time. I was watching Jeff Jarrett and Booker T tearing down oh, good stuff. Uh, literal house. Like, just just the house. Mm, just taking it down. Because only one house was watching, and it was mine. Okay. But, yes, Big Boss Man versus... And, whoa, no. Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan versus The Godfather and D'Lo Brown... With Ice T, big entry to to lead off. You like the Godfather leading off the card? Because I do. I think it's a great way to get the crowd. The crowd and is ready. We always talk about this. You want to start your show with a crowd pop, and of course, having the Godfather come out, especially with his hose. Got some hose from. And he's got uh, Ice T. Anaheim, right? Anaheim Pond. <laughs> so got the Anaheim hose. Yes. Um, you you get the big pop from the crowd. Love it. But the crowd doesn't get what they want in the match. No, neither did it, I. It was, I don't think anyone did. It was a clunky little match. It wasn't put together well. No, but Bull Buchanan gets to show off his ungodly athleticism. Yep, thank God. His ability to jump from the ring to the top rope is a thing of beauty for a man that size. When did we talk about Bull before? Because we've had this conversation on a show. It was talking about, I think, it was talking about this car. No, uh, our very first paper review, Bubs, was Backlash Backlash 2000. Okay, so I would have went on a little Mark tangent about Bull Buchanan there because it's obvious that had he been properly... We both did, I believe. For sure, yeah, because the athleticism that you show in a guy this size with... I mean, there, there. He does have a good look. I mean, there's potential there with different, yeah. You know, you know, costumes and whatnot. But he has a really good look and the athleticism and the things that he could have learned. But he was certainly green in the ring, and you could see that. But it never transpired for him. He was never put in no. proper positions. I think and, and, it was good that he was put with the boss man early on. You put a veteran on a guy like this to show him the ropes and maybe backstage stuff. It would have worked, but never happened, huh? And and the reason is a. It's probably the worst timing ever. If I'm a new wrestler that's kind of got everything that Vince is looking for, right? I would not want to show up in 1999, 2000, 2001. 
because you're competing with probably the greatest main event generation yes. of all time. Yes. And even a really solid mid-card section that puts on suitable stuff. God, maybe the to, best mid-card section of all That you have to try to get over in order to get to the next level. Because if you have to get past... Think of all, all four of the Radicals were treated yes. as proper mid-card guys. Obviously, yes, some were. of them, two of them were a main event dudes. But even Perry Saturn was working that stuff. you got to go through The Godfather, D'Lo, Hardcore Holly, Val Venus. You have a list of Attitude Era dudes, Goldust. And you have to go and defeat that in order to get to the next level. That's fucking tough. And then man. even upcoming mid-card guys like Edge and Christian. Right. Uh, the Hardys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Test and Albert. Mm. And then you I walk mean, into the, the low. just so... Kane, Rikishi. That's that's what I'm saying. You get into the lower <coughs> upper card, you run into Kane and Rikishi, and then whoever yes. in the big show at times, because he's not at the top. That's Yeah, that well, upper mid card was stacked. The <sighs> mid card was stacked. The lower mid card was stacked. The main event was S A Rios. He was Scotty he was hot. just lower card. Scotty Tuhati was a former light heavyweight champion. Michi Noku. So. Now you're you're literally just naming the light heavyweight division. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Let's keep Okay, sorry. I'm done. But you're right. I mean, it's shitty timing for a guy who had the potential to have absolutely everything. And even for guys that had now like with the help of NXT and just his, his look and look at yeah. look at Braun Strowman. Like what's happened with him? Like Bull yeah. Buchanan if he he was a decade too early. Like he would have gotten a proper main event kind of look right. at him if he's just a, a decade later. Bubs, do you like the so the card leads off getting the crowd excited, right? You got the Godfather out there. You got Ice T actually rapping his version of the aggression song for the the Godfather's entrance, and mm-hmm. you have the you have the heels winning though. You okay with that, or you want the initial whole first segment, basically that first match, to go off in a in a positive way for the crowd? How do you feel about that? I think it should because the crowd just kind of like disappeared at the end there. Yeah. Uh, because of the results of that match, I would definitely have preferred having the faces win here to start the show. I think it's best practice to have faces win to start and then a face to win at a big paper, at like a WrestleMania. Right to close it and open it and yes. close it. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of that. Uh, at, at any other regular pay per view then it's different. Right. Although I think you always want a face to win to start the show unless unless you're putting out a barn burner of a match then it doesn't yeah, really where, matter. Where everyone's standing up and clapping for whoever. Yeah, th- yes. those really don't matter. But at this time we're talking about a different era where barn burner matches were done by three or four guys. Right. Yeah. We don't we only have so many Jericho's and they're all in the radicals and Guerrero <laughs> to do stuff. They're all the radicals doing stuff. We're not expecting Test to go out there and put on a show with oh, Steve oh, Blackman. No. But um And he didn't. He did not either. And well the next one after this even was it was clunky to watch, right? The hardcore we love the twenty four seven rule. We yes. love Crash Holly. Not even in a funny way, we just cause he's little and we're making fun of him. I loved what they did with Crash Holly as a character and with the whole 24-7 scene in the hardcore and, and that was part of part of the build to this is that Crash Holly he finally won a title he won the hardcore title and he got so excited that he won the title that he goes you know what as long as there is a ref around then anyone can challenge me yep. for the hardcore title and so thus created the 24-7 rule 
Yes. But it got so out of hand for Crash Holly that he decided, I will suspend the 24-7 rule, and anyone can challenge me for the title at WrestleMania, as long as the 24-7 rule is suspended. And so everyone's like, okay. So we've got, like, how many people are in this match? There's, like... I quit counting, bubs. There's probably... 15, maybe? 12, like 15, yeah. It's a lot of people. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and run down all the pins and title changes. Because every time there was a pin in this match, a t- the title changed hands. That's right, so they get recognized. Give one to there Big were, Fist. There were ten total title changes, bubs, in this match. Really? God. Yes. So, here we go. Taz pin Crash Holly at 26 seconds into the match. Okay. Your first title change. Okay. At a minute in, Viscera pin Taz. Power slam, remember that? Yes. 7.50 in, Funaki pins Viscera <laughs> with a flying shoulder block. After a flying shoulder block by, by Bradshaw, that is. <laughs> Rodney pins Funaki. Posse. Yes, like literally 20 seconds later. Yeah. Joey Abs pins Rodney. And then Thrasher wins. So that's six right there. Thrasher is your sixth hardcore champion. This, this, this was match. a 15-minute time limit, right? Or was it 10-minute yes. time limit? 15. 15, okay. All of the from Funaki down to Thrasher all took place within the eight-minute <laughs> mark. Oh, inside that eighth minute. But seventh title change, the Mean Street Posse completes the Triple Crown. Pete Gas. Pete Gas. Pete Gas uh, wins that, it. That's when Taz comes around, though. I remember yes. this part. Cause... Taz comes comes back and pins Pete Gas. And then Crash Holly pins Taz. And then... Okay. Then we get the controversial ending thanks to somebody, most likely Tim White. I blame Tim White, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where Hardcore Holly pins Crash Holly at the 15-minute time limit yeah because either either hardcore holly pinned him too early either crash should have noticed and kicked out yeah or tim white started the count way too early all of these things combined to having the ending not be what it was supposed it wasn't to clean be. or clear and i think it's obvious that bob's supposed to win the match right the setup is there and it's that he breaks him with like a glass uh, with a cookie cut. jar Okay, he something, had a cookie jar. something shatters. So it's obvious that that's that's a finish. So Bob's supposed to win the match. I just don't know why it ends up so funky because Crash doesn't kick, and the time doesn't expire. Well, so. No, the thing was Crash was supposed to escape with the title. So he wasn't supposed to take a pin. No, he was supposed to kick from that. No, the time limit was supposed to run out before the pin happened. The mm. pin, the the count was supposed to start at the two second mark okay and but i don't know if hardcore wasn't paying attention and pinned early either way tim white wasn't paying attention or just was just like i've got a count right like he's been yeah so i don't one like of it. those two no i like Crush holly was supposed to win i like bob holly winning right there. <clears throat> you do because i don't do. i i love the i would like rush holding on losing yes. and then winning Exactly. Mm. Because that's that's the story that they're that they're telling with this hardcore title revolves around Crash Crash Holly being the champ. Okay. 
And him escaping in that kind of manner just fits perfectly with what they have been, the story they've been telling for the past few months. Okay. And the guy's like over 400 pounds. Well, yeah, allegedly they weighed in at well over 800 when they tagged. Yeah. So that's... There's that's a lot of muscle shit. there. Bubs, that match was... There's just so much nonsense that occurs in that hardcore match. A lot of sheet trays and garbage can lids thrown on each other. Yes. It was chaos from beginning to end. Man. Nothing really of, of worth or fun. A lot of loud noises from the instruments that were used. But <clears> so <throat> TNA, Bubs, Trish Stratus. She was something else. Okay. I'll just I'll just say that. Well said. For all the kids listening, use your imagination. Go Google image 2000 Trish Stratus. Just Google image Trish Stratus, period. You might like what you find. That's true. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. Okay. I've already got mine up. But yes, Bob. So TNA. I like the concept of the team. Big team here, a power team, similar to in, See, in what never, we get from the APA. I liked I liked TNA, but I mean Jeff Jarrett running the show. Um, they brought in Vince Russo later um, for to run creative. So it just, it Test just, and or, Albert uh, T and A. Oh my bad. We're referring to on this show. That's my bad. Like Prince Albert and Test, bubs. I with Trish I as their valet. Liked, I always liked Albert. I, always I was liked always Test. a fan of Albert. You always liked Test. I never really. Doug test. Man, that is a hell of a picture of Trish. Focus real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I just was never a big fan of Test. So having him on my screen was just never a, mm. <laughs> a big thing for me. Okay. The less I had Test on my screen, the better. Now Bugs, and this ask... match kind of proves it because it was very, very sloppy. Let me ask you this. They they forcibly made Al Snow and Steve Blackman into the comedy gimmick, Chester McCheeseyton head cheese gimmick. Did you at all get into them as a comedy tag team at all, or were you just like, no, I don't, I'm not buying this. It's too weird for me. What was your thought on that? I, I really dug it. Um, really? I think Al really dug it. Like, not just I, above average? Like, you were into it? I was into it because of Al Snow. Because of I Al think Snow, Al for sure. Snow, yeah. Very um, He's definitely the one that put most of the <laughs> work and effort into it without him it doesn't work but really without steve blackman and his lack of personality it doesn't work the contrast was really great that's yes. something i did enjoy but there was just so much over the chester mccheesington thing as as that was whole, too much that was weird and just too much too so much. i'm sorry but the fact of al snow trying to find a gimmick for yeah. for steve blackman steve was blackman, great man, that's good shit yes um, Cheesehead, I enjoyed. I thought that was a great kind of pairing. Um, head cheese, by the way. Head cheese. Why did I say cheesehead? Because it makes more I'm, sense to say cheese. It does. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm in Green Bay or You're something. Packer cheesehead. Yeah. Yes. Head cheese. Ugh. That's right. I I I just liked. I liked how they worked. They worked well together. Uh, mm-hmm. The dynamic there. The dichotomy of the two, just polar opposites. Just it worked. Tess and Albert getting a WrestleMania win though is pretty significant, but again, doesn't lead to anything in the future. Which I always look at when you look back at some of these older cards, right? Even back through the '90s, you look and see who has won at a WrestleMania, and you see a handful of guys that have done it multiple times, or you see somebody that you thought 
like put on a great match or was in a great position, but they never got to it again. Right. I, I hate seeing stuff like that because just as a as a fan of Test in general, like he doesn't he doesn't do it again. You know. He. So. In the future, he has some moments. Yeah, there's moments so, for sure. SummerSlam 2002, he wrestles against Undertaker. You know, I think that's a big feuding with the Undertaker is a big deal, mm-hmm. no matter who you are. Yeah. So he he has other moments, but yeah, he never, never really reached a. I don't know what you. He. he do you think he ever reached the ceiling? No, I, re- I really don't. I, I think that he held himself back for sure, and then obviously his life choices were just as big of an issue, but he was being groomed for that, and I think that if he stayed on the same path that he did through 2003, 4, and 5, going past that Undertaker plateau, when Undertaker was just kind of putting people over with the biker gimmick type thing for a while, he could right. have gone into something, but no, it was just ne- it wasn't never meant to be. Now, do you... Wh- what do you think his ceiling was because i never thought his ceiling was that Champ- high championship i don't think it was ever championship level i don't think he's main eventing major cards i think no. if we were to put it in today's perspective he's he's jack swagger of 2005 i think interesting i, I think he gets that world title secondary championship type of thing he he works a, a nice like a world heavyweight champion yeah he, he ends up pulling off something like that works upper mid card does some some major pay-per-views in good spots he works undertaker he works other guys but that's really the only that's the ceiling for sure he's never anything okay. more than that because god knows the potential he could have had but i don't know I just, just, don't just think, from the outside looking in. i don't i don't ever think the potential was was there bubs I mean, he he had a great look, yes. He had the size, okay, but he just could never put it together in the ring. And I think that not having kind of, not having a solid in-ring, I guess not style, but just ability Mm -hmm. takes away, like it takes you from, you know, a, a higher ceiling to, you know, the floor kind of being your ceiling. Yeah. It was weird watching him in the ring, too, since we're just stuck on him for a second. He would do big man moves, but he's only 6'7", right? That's not big man. Yeah, he, they, they, made you, they made you think he was 7 feet tall. Yeah, he, he climbs over the top rope like Kane, but then he goes to the top rope and does a big you know, clothesline or something else and tries athletic moves. So it's, he, he really never found his zone, and he, does, he gets better at times, and you know he does look good here and there but he was never a guy to put it together like you're saying where we never really knew what his his gimmick was we never really knew how good he could have been on the on the mic because his best mic stuff is when he's really doing the un-american gimmick yes the un-american he gets a a little bit of freedom on the mic there but it really goes to show like you look at this card right look look at the names on here the bottom portion of it of it at least a lot of main event names down there Especially yep. towards like the match six. Well, this is nine matches, I think. So probably six, seven, eight, and then obviously nine. Like you see, <coughs> you see Guerrero, you see Benoit, Kurt Angle, Jericho. Kane never got to the top of that, but a lot of guys on here are main event dudes. Edge, of course, is in the middle up there, and Jeff Hardy. But it goes to show that you need guys that are always going to be mid card. You always need yep. guys that are always going to be lower card or leadoff dudes like godfather he's always going to pop the crowd early well that if that's good enough to make you a hall of fame guy that's really what you were meant to do so you did your job right so 
that's why I kind of stick with guys like Test and I like them because he, he did do his job that he was kind of designed to do, especially in this time. He was a tag guy. Go out there, be big, pretend you're seven foot, but you come in at 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, and you have the best running boot of all time. That's all we're going to remember so, Test. So for. you're saying that there should always be guys like Test and, and Kofi Kingston, guys that, you know, are great for the mid card, but not everyone should be a world champion. Right. So, so that's what it's, you're saying. Right? I am saying that because even okay. as much as we want to get behind Kofi Kingston, I love the guy, but you're not going to win WrestleMania not, main event. Not everyone not. needs a title. Like, and that's the right word. He this, doesn't need it. Right. People have this perception that this person has been a loyal hand. He, You throw him a bone and give him the world title. Right. No, that's not how business works. Just because I have someone that has worked for me for 15 years – doesn't mean all of a sudden I'm going to promote him to to upper management. Right. It's like, hey, I'm going to make you the director of finance because you've been you've been a hard worker for me for a while now. Right. It's like, no, I have this other guy who's you know way more skilled, you know, can make a lot more money. I'm going to make him my mm-hmm. you know top guy. And that's where, as fans, we have to see the business side of pro wrestling. Like, as much as we, I want to see Kofi Kingston come out... I would love to see him as a I would love to watch it. But I can totally see why. And it, and it's be, for some reason, his name being thrown around has brought up the fact that he should be the first black WWE champion. Right? And Wasn't The Rock WWE champion, we though? We don't count him, apparently, I guess. Why? But his dad was... Black. Rocky um, Johnson. Rocky Johnson was a black man, but <laughs> he was <laughs> very. And, and he he was, and that's why I, I I it's not fair to the Rock for me that he doesn't get that distinction. I know, right? And it's not even fair that we take away the fact that Mark Henry is a, w- a world, he's a world champion, right? We have to distinguish the fact that he never won well, WWE that, or the, F world title. You know, it only so. that only gets distinguished when it's convenient. Right, or only when there's nothing else to fucking talk about is when it's yeah. And when people want to start throwing out all the cards that should be thrown at Kofi Kingston, it sounds like I'm bashing him. Damn it, I'm not. When they talk about all the reasons why he should be, they're like, well, he could be the first black WWE champion. Yeah, that'd be great, man. The time is coming. It should have been Booker T, but that's okay. Thank God it should have been Booker T. It's okay. He doesn't. He Maybe he really doesn't need it because he's going into the Hall of Fame. We're all yes. going to remember Kofi Kingston. So let's take a step back. We need the tests. We need guys like D'Lo Brown. We need mid-card. Stay mid-card. Stay in your New Day gimmick. All these things because you are worth the time. You're worth my money to buy a t-shirt or your Bootio shirt, bubs. I love boot. I love the you New do. Day. And this, the first three matches of this card were rough and a struggle, but finally we get to TLC. Which no, is only it at wasn't this kind, TLC. It, it wasn't, and I was not done talking. This okay. was a triangle ladder match. Yes, I think by designation. However, Bubs, there was there were there were ladders, there, there were ladders and there tables. tables. There weren't. Many I think there were some chairs around. But I don't think there were any chairs the, used. The concept of TLC. Yes, this is where really, the concept of TLC kind of took off. We get a good one. Let's talk oh, about this we match get of the card. The first and really, this is the best match on the entire card. I think it's safe to say that. Um. And we get it pretty early on, which is good because by this time well, I don't think it. the crowd is don't think the crowd is enjoying themselves at this point. No. Um, but we we get 
Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys. And we've talked about this match before. I don't want to just kind of sit and talk about this ad nauseum. But, man, this was... This was Attitude Era tag team wrestling at its finest. This is it, one it of those was a matches, train wreck. Yeah, where you look at spots. Spot wrestling really is personified by this match, and it's done very well. It's not over the top, but you see Jeff jumping off twenty foot ladders onto tables, Swanton style, yeah. onto Bubba Ray. Bubba I Ray, think, right? Yes. You see people getting thrown off, and that's my favorite thrown. spot because that one. Jeff barely touches Bubba. But there's so much force behind it that the Jeff hits the ground first, then the table breaks. Yeah, like he he barely makes contact with Bubba. It's just the the imagery there is mm-hmm. just breathtaking to me. That's all I had to say about I keep that. Wanting to think that there's a chair shot in there somewhere, but I I don't I think there was. I just not. I rewatched yeah. it like maybe two hours ago. Damn. Okay, love all the spots in the match, and we yeah. have definitely talked about this one for sure at length. And it's always Edge and Christian that wins, and it's always yes. the Dudleys that lose their titles, and it's always Jeff and Matt putting on the bigger spots. So why does that is, happen? This, I've noticed again, that also. This is situational. That they, they all have jobs to do. Jeff yes. and Matt, you go out there. You're going to put on the the exciting portions of the match. Bubba you're going to get the crowd into it. Yeah, Bubba, you're going to take an extreme spot, Bubs. You can, you have to take it. Devon, you're going to get hurt. Uh, Christian, you're going to do a little Devon, bit of Devon, you're going to convulse on the, <laughs> on the ground. I love and, that. And Edge, you're going to look like a star throughout most of the stuff because that's what we think you're going to be. And they do that just just over time, just after time, after time, after time, from the original match, I think, at Survivor Series, and uh, TLC at least, and then they move forward through all this stuff. I love it. Edge and Christian are great. This is amazing tag team wrestling like we let off talking about. And I love the image of them standing at the top holding those titles. That's one of those ones that's burned into my my yes. memory type thing from childhood that I remember. Even, even though Christian is like stuck <laughs> on his knee, like Edge is standing on the table and Christian's just like, no, no, dude, I'm, I'm going to just take a knee here. Yeah. Edge is the one that pulls down both titles. He does. Good for like, it's funny. It's funny listening to them talk about that, um, how that, that is not how it was supposed to go at all. But I think like there was an issue with the table on Christian's side. Right. The ladder and the table were not, and like if he would have stood up, then the table would have collapsed. Oh God! Uh, risking the, the whole spot yeah. clean at the end. So yeah. he he's like sitting, kneeling there, and it's just like telling Edge to take the titles down and hand it to hand one. Get, get it for me. Get yeah. it. <laughs> I love so, that match though, Bubs. And this is card placement. This is exactly where this needed to be. I don't know if it was they couldn't, of course, have known that the first three matches would have been a bit clunky and not well done. But this gets the crowd back into WrestleMania before we shoot them right back in the foot. Right, shit. Again. Just I, I, this. I skip this match every time. You have to skip it because there's there's nothing there, really. It's it's Val Venus being a referee for Terry Runnels and the Cat. And it's, as awful as we describe that, it's worth skipping over. Two extremely attractive women having a cat fight, it was this, called. This was still going on. It's, I forget we're yes. in 2000 here, so yes. you're right. This was perfect for the middle of the card. You weren't going to go get your drinks yet because you had to see a potential boob on live TV or in person if you're there. Terrible. Well, you got to skip it. it. Let's get away from it. Mula yeah. and May Young, thanks for being there for us. Appreciate everything you do. Bubs, China and Too Cool. Too Cool was fucking over, over in this time. 
as soon as their music hits, Bubs, I mean, the crowd just... the crowd was on their feet. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Grandmaster Sexay was so underrated. I know, and he's he's not talked about enough. Scotty was no. out there popping the crowd with the worm, and then you get the opposite of that. And Dean Malenko obviously is the sole representative oh. of the opposite of that. But the radicals in general, right? Yes. Six person. Did, I don't even did they call it intergender? I don't know if they, yes, not they did talent. call it an intergender, which okay. doesn't make sense because China was wrestling. She was you know, for IC titles. Then so yeah, doesn't she was a lot of sense. Just a couple months ago, she was the co-IC champion. So oh. I don't get it. Did you like but the match? Was this great. worth the time? It was worth it to see China. Yeah, and she, you know, seeing her because she's things. going into the Hall of Fame yes. this year as part of DX. So for that reason, it was so good to see this because this was close to when it was the end for her yep. in WWE. Didn't last a so, whole lot longer. She goes another year because she gets yeah. a WrestleMania moment uh, the next year for sure. But um, pretty exciting little match, right? It's a it was, I ten, I mean, for, twelve minutes something. Yeah, it was it was an okay match. I mean, it told the story of Eddie Guerrero has been trying to get at under the skin of you know whatever you want to say of China. Yeah. That's and the whole storyline of the whole tag. The entire really. storyline of this match was revolved around Eddie Guerrero in China. Because it and I'm sure you It did, and I'm sure you're going to get into that in the aftermath. I don't want to, mm. you know, go any further. But, you know, they talked about how, you know, creepy Eddie Guerrero. He was blowing kisses and, you know making googly eyes at China the whole time. And yeah. anytime he was in the ring and China would tag in, he would, on his knees, run <laughs> to, to make a tag. It was classic Eddie. I loved it. I miss it. both of them so much. This was a fun match. Loved it. Man, there's a lot of people. Half of that match, Bubs, are no longer with us. 50% of that match. That is, is true. No here I'm surprised on that... This- Perry Saturn is not gone yet, but Eddie and then Eddie, Christopher China, and Christopher. China are all gone, bubs. So it's fun yeah. to watch these. Fun is the wrong word. Um, it's enjoyable to go back and watch. It's cathartic. These, yeah, because this is, I mean, the high points of their career is maybe not as high as the ceiling you wanted to see someone like Scott Taylor and, and Chris go to. I mean, this was the best time for them. The, the too cool gimmick was amazing and they did a lot of stuff in the early or mid 90s late 90s as pretty much jobbers and then they come and find this gimmick here that really works with the crowd and you combine them with china along with the storyline with eddie guerrero i'm really involved in this and the radicals were getting a ridiculous push from this point and yeah they were forward. they were taken very serious and i've talked about this before oh, how yeah. as the day been. one chris yep. chris benoit was treated as a star it's day one star yep and that's kind of why he's not in the match here. That's why he's kind of the one left outside of it yes. to, to well, do his own thing. So well, he's he's busy <laughs> here in a little bit. He's doing some stuff, bub. So good match there. I like that one. The next one though, we talked Eurocontinental earlier. Yes. Love early Kurt Angle here. Kurt had you mentioned him earlier. He'd been on a winning streak until the Royal Rumble 2000, yes. right? But that's when he we got, got taken the, out on a stretcher. We got the debut of ECW's own Taz. The Taz mission, the suplex machine, all these yes. things, right? 
So we get he he wins the title like you said the the month before right at the No Way Out and No Way Out yep so now he's Intercontinental and Euro, European Champion and he he's has to the defend Euro them both Continental Champion and just looking at this on paper I love it because you got him there's two titles on the line you got a triple threat match and you have three Hall two of Famers this is fuck this is exactly what we wanted but I wanted to th- uh, throw this you out got there two Hall of Famers okay I wanted to throw this out there to you because. <laughs> Do you think this match? Let's take these three guys here. Let's take the okay. the, the concept of maybe having a championship in, involved. Let's have this match two or three years later. And is this not one of the greatest matches that ever occurs? If we put that on at a WrestleMania, say at a an eighteen or a nineteen, and we get these three for a a world title or a WWE championship, obviously because they both they all three get to that. Level is this match a little too soon for five star greatest of all time? Type it stuff? absolutely is because because Kurt Angle is nowhere near where he became later. Right, Kurt Angle is still a little sloppy, still a little clunky in the ring. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this was definitely a match that's a little. If you have this match at WrestleMania 21 for the for the WWE Championship over on SmackDown, just mm-hmm. a just this one fall triple threat match with these three guys, you have the makings of the Greatest. second best yeah. triple threat match of all time. Maybe of all time, right? Yep. You know, which is second only to one that involved one of the guys in this match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, imagine this just, just two to three years later. That's the first thing I thought of when they all came out. I'm sitting there watching... I see Kurt with hair still, and I'm like, "Damn, Kurt was better when he was bald." I see Jericho, yeah. you, you know, and he at didn't his have age, a with edge yet. And I'm like, "Damn, if let's do this match in two or three years, we're talking about some legendary shit." It was still really good. I like, well, I mean, I love Kurt Angle losing both titles, Benoit becoming IC champ. Wait, yeah, yes. Benoit becomes IC Benoit. champ. Yeah, and Jericho's your European champion, Bubs. Did you like the match? Was it? It was certainly watchable, above average. For it was sure, definitely, it was definitely a, an okay match. Um, a couple of the spots like happen like real fast, like oh shit, Crispin was just won. Yeah, he, oh, I was a flying headbutt. I'm like okay, um, like I said, Kurt Angle was was still green at this time. Yeah. He was using he was using the crossface chicken wing because he was with Bob Backlund. <laughs> it was Bob Backlund's fault. Yes, <laughs> the whole match was Bob Backlund's it was fault. All Bob Backlund's fault. Yes, so. <laughs> They had that all a part of it. Um, it could have been better for sure. Yeah. Give give Kurt Angle a year or two more of seasoning, and this becomes like this becomes the best match of the night. Yeah. And that's all I got to say about that because the next yeah. match became a filler. Is really what it felt like to me. Was you get you get some two upper card guys in Kane and Rikishi, right? Yeah, and you get the the DX version. Billy Gunn's gone now, so no more outlaws. You get DX, Road Dog, and X Pac in a tag, which are my two least favorite members of DX. Right. So, so what are we really doing with this match here? It's a way to get Kane over. It's a way to bring back Pete Rose. Bob's. This match is all about Pete Rose. Pete Rose match. They talk about him more in commentary than anything. I watched this just to get to Pete Rose. Because okay. it's a four-minute match, so I was That's like, you know what? Ah. Yes. So I'm like, I'll I'll wait this out so I can get to Pete Rose, 
Which we did. We got to Pete Rose getting choke slammed and stink faced. So that was pretty good to continue the feud. One of the greatest feuds of all time. Okay. Kane versus Pete Rose. I'm going to get into that with you, Bubs. But this match deserved a little bit more. Damn right, right. you won't. So give me give me an eight-minute match here where we get to see some real work between Kane and, and X-Pac because there's a lot of feud there. There's there's friendship there. There's hatred there. There's a lot of stuff that can be developed from that a little bit Paul more. Paul Bear is there. Paul Bear was looking good. Look Good-looking Paul Bear. Yeah, yes. I'm down for that. So I didn't, I don't know, filler match, didn't like it. I don't like Kane being put in spots like that, Bubs. But then we get to the promo package. We get to McMahon in every corner, and we get to the match itself, which, like, I I swear to God, it goes 40. You'll probably tell me that it's a little less than that, but it's really long. Okay, we get three eliminations. I love the big show going out pretty early. Yes, he He goes out early, and that gives us... Yes, that gives us what we wanted, yes. what I talked about earlier, which was like 26 minutes of, it was, no, it was like 28 minutes of triple threat action. Yeah. So, I like that. Shane leaves and comes back to get reinvolved. Uh, Rock, of course, gets the pin over the big show because that, that kind of seals the feud in a way a little bit because he's, he rock bottoms and ends the big show yeah. being in the match. And that really does close out that for a little bit for the big show and the Rock. And then we get... A lot of Mick and Triple H. We get tag team action yes. here and there. We get, I'm going to team up with you. No, no, I'm going to team up with you. It, it's really good stuff for a good solid 20 minutes, right? Yes, and this was the match. <coughs> Excuse me. This was the match we wanted to begin with. was Triple H versus Mick Foley mm-hmm. versus The Rock. I would have preferred having... In a perfect world, we would have had Triple H and The Rock have their right. big singles match at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Down for that. But if we can't have that, then give me Triple H, Mick Foley, and The Rock. Because who were the three biggest stars in the year 2000? Late 99 into 2000, those okay. three guys were yeah. the biggest stars. So it made a lot of sense. Big Show in there. Okay, great. You had him in there just for a little bit. You know, just to kind of be that wild card, get him out of there. It's perfect. I thought it was great. Okay. The, the One of the bigger parts of the match is seeing Mick Foley kick from the pedigree, though. That's yes. really nice to see because he does it also in their uh, their Royal Rumble the match. Royal where, Rumble. Where you think he's out and JR is, of course, calling it flawlessly. And he kicks from... The, the pedigree, he of course takes it again and Triple H is the one to eliminate him as it should be and then we get the last probably 12, 15-ish or whatever minutes of Rock versus Triple H, which that's when that's when it really gets good, right? That's right. when we pay attention, that's when the idea that Rock is going to leave WrestleMania as champion is in your head, that's when the, the little inkling of an idea is that maybe Triple H will win by heel tactics, right? Then Always in my head at this time, I'm always thinking somebody has to come out. Somebody has to come out. <laughs> I was in that. I was like burned into my head for some reason. I I knew watching this then that it was not going to be Steve Austin, but I was like, okay, well Shane would come back. Shane's an asshole. I don't like him. He's going to come out and ruin it for The Rock, and he does come back. But I wasn't ready for Vince McMahon. It's something I recall kind of being pretty upset about as a kid because I just wasn't ready to accept the fact that they would take it away from The Rock like that. I, I like how you brought up. At the Royal Rumble, uh, Mick Foley kicking out of mm-hmm. the, the pedigree. Because that wasn't supposed to happen at the Royal Rumble. The first, when he kicked out of the pedigree towards the end, mm. he actually 
that was supposed to be the end of the match. He took it on the Mick, tax next, though. Yes, that's the whole thing. He called the audible. Ugh. He said he kicked out, and so if you if you go back and watch that match, Triple H looks like legit stunned. Like, what the hell is going on? Because that was supposed to be the end of the match. Yeah. But Mick Foley's like, no, you're Not going me. to you're going to pedigree me on the tax. I'm taking some tax to the face. It's okay. going to make me look badass, and it's going to make you look like a savage. Oh God. Which, which is what Triple H needed at the time. Yes, which, which leads into this match. Yeah, which leads into this match and Triple H and just like the the brawling that took place because I mean, like it or not, during this time there was not a lot of great wrestling. I said this sure. before. Triple H is who really incorporate started to incorporate really good technical main event wrestling. The Rock and Stone Cold were not great technical wrestlers. They were brawlers. So Triple H having that experience with Mick Foley led perfectly into kind of the the last half of this match where it's basically it's mostly just a brawl. Yeah, honestly, there's a pile driver in there too. I think, which is <laughs> That's, is that a technical move? <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking of the brawlingness of the the savagery that really occurs is the pile, yeah. the use of the pile driver in outside situations. But it it works in this situation. Because The Rock's involved, and there's really n- no better brawlers than main event brawlers than Stone Cold and The Rock. So this last half match, last half of the match, becomes much more exciting because of that kind of style of wrestling. Yeah. And then it all happens, right? We get the, the ending that we're not expecting. And what's unique about this is it doesn't... The match ends on a sour note, but the crowd doesn't leave on a sour note, right? Because Rock gets his, he, yes, his he immediate revenge and, type of thing. Yeah. He gets it on Stephanie, of course, which leaves the crowd Everyone's still, okay with that. Yeah, and everyone still leaves with that good taste in their mouth, but that, of course, I think is great storyline telling. And from that perspective is, okay, the, he, the Rock got continued to be held down once again, but he still is able to find a comeback, and he's going to keep moving this forward, which we get the next month. So I'm totally okay with, with that ending uh, if Rock's not going to win. And here's the thing. I I was always about wins and losses. So, yes, mm-hmm. if, I was, if I was watching at this time and I was rooting for The Rock, as soon as The Rock loses, I'm turning off my TV and I'm upset. I'm not, I'm not staying tuned for any of the aftermath. You're not watching the, the Rock Bottom people. No. Well. Even if he Rock Bottom Stephanie afterwards, I'm not feeling any better about it because... I'm going to bed thinking, oh, man, The Rock didn't win. Like, I wish he would have won. That's who I wanted to win. Okay. So whether, yes, that that drew a pop from the crowd, and it was, you know, I'm sure it made a lot of people happy, but me, it would not have made me happy. I would have turned the TV off as soon as the match ended. Okay. So in general, you're leaving with a sour note in your mouth. Yes. You don't like the ending. You don't like the majority of the card, obviously, as you sit there and watch it as a fan. There's a couple highlights, of course. I don't like this card but at all while you're watching it. WrestleManias, we when we talk about pay-per-views, we want to see a, a, usually a, a good card put together from top to bottom. When we see a WrestleMania, yes. the endings are more important for me. When because you're, you're And that's the thing is why pay-per-views are supposed to be a big deal is because you're putting money into it you're not paying for raw and smackdown each week but you're paying money for the pay-per-views yeah. and so they're supposed to be 
These, it's where you're supposed to get your best wrestling. It's where you're supposed to get your culmination of storylines. It's where you're supposed to have your big moments. Right. So the only kind of, I mean, what big moment was there on this card other than the, the Vince thing? Which people probably saw coming from a mile away. I mean, in, in retrospect, it's the triangle ladder match. That's the big moment of the, of the entire. Thing. It, it was yeah, it was the big That's, moment, but it match. It was the big match, but it wasn't a big moment. So, in retrospect, it's huge. You know, looking back, you're like, wow, that that started, you know, this series of matches. But at the time, it wasn't a big moment. Yeah, and even now, the majority of fans, we don't like WrestleMania, 2000 because the ending. The overuse of the McMahons, the terribleness of the, of the start of the card and mediocrity throughout. We wanted a lot more. And I'm not going to say that they should have made this an 11 or 12 card type of an affair. But there's there's certainly some length improvements that could have been done for some of this stuff. And even the, and the removal of the cat fight. So could have been done better. A lot of things could have been done better, Bubs. But afterwards, let's talk a little yes, bit about please, that. Yes, please, please, Chris. I want you quick. to <laughs> want you to go ahead and take us into the aftermath. Take us home. The aftermath still is a lot of the Rock, and it's the rebuild of the Rock storyline continued on from the Royal Rumble, where he's being groomed and pushed, and everything's you know fancy dancy, and the Rock's going to go through WrestleMania. Well, the Vince McMahon turn. And the fact that he has to fight the McMahon-Helmsley regime at that point really starts his build. So he has he goes through a lot of one-on-twos. He has to do some tag matches. He gets put in uh, cage matches and things like that where he has to try to prevail. And it becomes the overload of people 10-on-1, 3-on-1 against The Rock so that the story is built that The Rock is going to come through in the end even better than how they were building towards WrestleMania. That continues from the the Raw immediately afterwards. It goes on through the SmackDowns afterward, and that gets us all the way towards the Backlash pay-per-view like you and I have discussed at length because one of the better endings there that ever occurs. Oh, such a good such a good pay-per-view. Right. And some of the stuff that need, needed to be done better was the tag team scene stayed relatively the same for a little bit. It's Edge and Christian, I think they end up defending against DX at that pay-per-view, but they go through, there's still the use of the Dudley boys. The APA are out there now in full APA gimmick. Now they're taking money from Crash <laughs> Holly to make sure Crash Holly can defend yes. his titles. And that was the best version of the Acolyte Protection Agency that I liked when they're, they do their little vignettes in the back, right, where they have yeah, the it's where they're smoking cigars. They got and... the table of poker of some beers yes. and stuff like that. And people come in, Crash Holly mostly, and say, hey, I want to give you money. You protect me and set me up. They they get involved in some main event storylines with Triple H and the McMahon stuff and Bull Buchanan and Boss Man like we talked about. They're in there being that, that outside influence, the protectors or the guys that come in and face the rock in two-on-one situations. So the tag team scene stays very well developed. The Dudley boys and the Hardy boys are out there still doing their thing as well. And that continues on for the next several months after this. Crash Holly does get his world world title, his hardcore title, back after this. But one of the more interesting points that I brought up to you earlier before we started talking was Eddie Guerrero. He eventually wins the Euro- European Championship, right? He wins yes. it the week late, the week after this. Thanks to Mamacita. And Mamacita. That whole storyline, Bubs, is it's amazing to go back and watch how we fell for it because Eddie's a heel. Radicals are heel. Yes. China, 
Not so much heel. We like what she's no, done. We've always she's been a baby cool face. about her. She's, she's a, a big face. time baby face. So it's it's such a crazy thing to see how one person, China in this instance, can pull somebody out of that hole because of a storyline and the gimmick that they're playing. And now Eddie becomes this beloved character because he's so he's so enthralled with China, right? He's he's always running out there with flowers and and all yes. these things for her. I bought and, into this hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I was 1,000% into Because this is when I really started to watch WWE. Okay. This is when I made the transition. And so the Mamacita thing, the Eddie Guerrero China got me into it, really. Okay. Yes. Sunday and Night it's, Heat. It's one of those things that we're sitting here like we're, we're kind of rooting for Eddie all of a sudden. He's, he's no longer really associated with the Radicals so much. And China's too good for him because she's this, you know, Glamazon type person, and she's just far too much Beth for Phoenix? Eddie. But yeah, Phoenix like, and we're like, damn, go Eddie, go! He's trying so hard. He's, he does the lowrider thing so much. Yes. He, he they let him use the vehicles, and he's trying to impress her, and it's just something we were really into because there's there's a feel good story behind it as fans that we were really drawn into liking. And he goes on, and one of the things that leads to not that really. For some reason, I'm ending this all on Backlash 2000 because that was the next pay-per-view. But on the build to that, after WrestleMania, once he gets the European Championship, he he wrestles guys like Rikishi and more upper-card guys that could have given him more of an important-type feud for that European Championship to make it feel more more important. And it never really happened because he ends up wrestling S.A. Rios when we get to that card. And that's when we get the real induction of Lita to the main roster type thing. You were you were harping on S.A. Rios tonight. I was. I don't know why you're so into S.A. Rios right now. It's not that I don't think he's worthy of making you know a, a mediocre backlash card, but put Eddie Guerrero in a feud with a legitimate mid card guy or upper mid card guy like a Val or one of the Radicals or Rikishi or somebody, so that he can defend this European title and make it seem a little more real. I think they were going for the lucha versus lucha thing here. And that would draw the attention of the crowd. And maybe the match would be really good by chance, right? And we've watched it. It was okay, for sure. There were some good spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but, meh. So the entirety after WrestleMania 20, 2000, excuse me, wow, I need another zero on that or two, is built towards The Rock. He's given a lot of TV time. He's built up throughout the entire Raw and SmackDown until he appears on TV. And the crowd is so much more behind him than they were, which I think does lead to the huge pop that happens at Backlash Bubs. Yeah. It's because The Rock got held down at WrestleMania. That shouldn't have happened. There's no way, right? Yeah, but the the problem the problem with that at Backlash is that he gets a major pop because of... Steve who, Austin. Exactly. Who comes out and helps The Rock win? Right. That's It's still not The Rock doing it on his own volition. The storyline is all The Rock, though. The yes. pop for Austin is for Austin for sure, but the story had been built for Rock. So it, I'm not definitely. I'm saying that Steve, the pop for the crowd when it happens, it's all Steve. But the pop for the one, two, three by Hebner at the end is all the Rock. That that clap by Hebner. I mean, not the clap. So slow. Yes, it's one really the best. Oh, it's, it's one of the better ones ever. But I, that's really the only detail that is really relevant from after the WrestleMania bubs was how they continued to build the Rock and had they kept that storyline going of the rock versus the world type of thing up until a SummerSlam, it gets even bigger because well hell the only reason we remember backlash is because the rock pinned triple h and yes the event could have been better 
You're saying Backlash could have been better? Yes, I'm saying had they done everything and kept it going towards a more significant pay-per-view with a bigger name, uh, we're going to run Okay, so you're saying hold off on The Rock winning at Backlash and make it at a SummerSlam. Yeah, let's keep the story okay. going. Let's find a way Because to... Backlash is the best pay-per-view of the year 2000. Oh, I'm making a face. You guys can't see me make a face at him. Okay. Um, because what? of the ending? The entire card was good, Bubs. It's not. It's very good, but you're yes. Gonna sit there it's and the tell most. That... It was the most consistent okay. pay per view card that entire year. Tell me what was better. I can't think of one off the top. Exactly, because I haven't watched all of 2000 recently. But there's a lot of Jericho in the end of that year, and Armageddon. That there's a lot of Jericho in that in that pay per view. He wrestled Chris Benoit in an amazing ladder match. That was a good for the IC title. Yes. Good stuff there, Bubs. That's all I had on WrestleMania okay. 2000 in the aftermath, Bubs. Loved it. And the good news is that's all I have on WrestleMania Good, because we've gone long. We have, but it's worth it. because good talk. Because this wrestling is a fun, fun thing to just sit and talk about. And this was a fun era to just really delve into and just see some of the, the zaniness and wackiness that was happening during this time. Cat fights were still a thing. Oh. No. Uh, so I'm glad we were able to go back once again and look at WrestleMania 2000. I still feel the same way I did about it two years ago. Okay. Um, nothing. So now one of the things I like to do now when we do these paper reviews is, is give a, a letter grade to it. And I'm going to let you start with what grade would you give Ooh. WrestleMania 2000? WrestleMania 2000. Let me see the card one more time from top to bottom. This is a solid C minus, Bubs. Ooh, good call. Solid I was also. C-. It's hovering around a D plus for me, okay. but the the triangle ladder match. Yes. Is so strong. Uh, that triple threat match for the uh, Europe Eurocontinental Championship. And the main event do enough. It's mostly just on the back of the triangle ladder match that it, <laughs> it all up rides on the back a of Edge C minus. Yes. Okay. Edge and Christian just and that's really the, the story of their entire careers. You know, does does John Cena get to where he is without Edge? You know, that's just that's 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 just my thought process on that. Oops. Had I given this a, a an A minus, what would you think? I would have. I would have instantly shut off this the this recording. Session. The software I would have shuts down. Completely and... shut off the software. Shut off my computer okay. and said, "We are taking an indefinite hiatus." Okay. Well, fair enough. I flirted okay. with the CC minus range for you. Okay. So. <laughs> Thanks, I, is that, was that a possibility? Please tell no, me that wasn't even no, a possibility. It wasn't a, it wasn't a possibility. I w- I never even thought of the letter B even close. Okay. This, had had a couple matches been given more time, I would have set a C for solid, but not I couldn't okay. do it. That's good. That's good. Anyway, that's been our paper review on the WrestleMania 2000 pay per view. Sixteen. Uh, yes, WM sixteen. What were your thoughts on WrestleMania 2000? The the build up to it, the pay per view itself, and then the aftermath of it. You can let us know on Twitter at CAE Wrestling at Kenny Oak Sports and at Crispy Quick. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook uh, at Collar and Elbow Wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
just look for that beautiful red and black logo Great that scene. we have. Just look at the logo wherever you download your favorite podcast, which is or where you're listening to it right now, which I do on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Bubs, but I'm a big iTunes podcast guy. I always I am a Google podcast guy. Google, okay. Big fan of the Goog and Stitcher. I like Stitcher's yeah. format. So okay, but guess what? We're on all of those. So go and find us. Tell your friends. Let's grow the show together because that's the only way we can continue to do what we do is through the support of you, the fans. And the best way to support us is just to go and download. Click those buttons. Bub, I feel like you have something you want to say. And if you want to get your voice out there, you want to leave us some voice messages like you've heard in previous episodes, get onto Anchor. Go to Anchor. Download the app. You can find us on there and you can send us voice messages for each episode, for whatever topics we're talking about, we can take those voice messages and we will throw them onto our next episode. We'll give you shout-outs. That is legit how you get involved with us as a brand. So do that. Obviously interact with us on the Twitter, on the Facebook. We'll throw out mentions and shouts as well. But do that. Get in there on Anchor. Let your voice be heard. We're going to throw you on the next episode. Absolutely. And that's the only way we're going to grow this thing together is letting your voice be heard. Let people know to download the show, listen to it, and if they want their voices to be heard, let people know. Because together, and the only way we can do this is together, we're going to make wrestling great again. See you guys next time.